0: This is All Things Ansys, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 14: Ansys Discovery Live for Fluids and an interview about the Ansys Startup Program. Welcome to All Things Ansys, episode number 14 seems like we made it through the dreaded episode number 13 with no catastrophes that I'm aware of, so everything's going fine. Um, we're really excited about the fact that we had, uh, as of a few hours ago, 2,752 downloads of the podcast, over 13 episodes, so we're up to 211 per episode. That's six more than last time we talked, so mm-hmm. it's it, we're, we're growing. This is organic growth at its finest. So. Um, one of the things that we're gonna to do today for the first time is we're gonna interview somebody from ANSYS Inc. And we hope to interview people from other companies and customers as time goes by. That'll help grow our audience as well as get uh, get opinions from others than the than people here that work at PADT. So we're excited about that. Today's podcast, like I said, is gonna be about uh, an interview with somebody from ANSYS. It's Paul Lethbridge is gonna talk about the ANSYS startup program. So we're excited to learn more about that. And then we're gonna have Clinton talk about ANSYS Discovery Live which is um, which we've been, we've been talking about a lot, the Discovery Live products, and I'm not gonna steal his thunder, but he's gonna talk about the fluid side of that. We just did a podcast, or a, a webinar, and he's, he's fresh in his mind, so we'll talk about that. But we'll start out like we normally do, and we'll introduce ourselves. And we start to my left, so Tom, you go, again. go first.
1: Okay. Uh, once again, always glad to be here. My name is Tom Chadwick. I'm one of the CFD support engineers here at PADT,
2: and I've been here for about four years.
3: My name is Clinton Smith, I'm one of the CFD uh, engineers here, uh, team lead for that uh, subject area focusing on thermal and CFD physics, and uh, been with PDT about eight and a half years. I'm Joe Woodward, uh, one of the senior
1: engineers here in the TechSport group. I've been using ANSYS for 21 years. Okay. <laughs> this is Ted Harris. I manage our simulation support group here at PADT and I've been with PADT for 18 plus years. And my name is Eric Miller. I'm one of the owners here at PADT. I
0: head up the uh, engineering services group as well as HR IT and some other things. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here uh, talking about ANSYS today. I've been spending the last couple of days talking about startups. So let's get some technical stuff going. I don't want to talk about valuation. So, <laughs> And to get that going, like we, like we said, Clinton just got off a really good uh, webinar that we did today, which is the first of our Discovery Live webinars. We had over 100 people sign up for that, and I think it went really well. There were some great questions. So it's all fresh in his mind, so he thought it'd be a great time to have him come and talk with all of us about it, especially now that 19 is out and he's had a chance to really dig into it and get deep into it. So just a little bit of background. Discovery Live is officially released by Ansys, and it's out there and available for you to purchase for yourself. And it really is already starting to change the way simulation is used to do product development. And what's unique about it is that it uses various numerical methods to give you immediate feedback on stress, fluids, vibration, and thermal behavior, right there in front of you on a computer without going off and, and waiting for a long period of time. You don't even need a cup of coffee. You don't even need a cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> It's it's a it's it's we'll talk about we'll talk about we've talked about it in the past. If you're new to the podcast, you you haven't heard us talk about how we still think it's black magic to some extent. But one of the things is is Clinton's had time to really look at it, and, as well as others. So we can talk a bit more about what is not black magic and what is really technology. It is the ultimate what if tool. That's the way I look at it. When I used to be a design engineer, I always wanted to do a what if I did this and what if I did that and you know you can do that in an hour maybe even a half an hour using mechanical um, but now you can do it instantaneously so that's enough of an introduction so Clinton um, let's start with that when you first saw the fluids capability discovery live
3: what was your first impression uh, shock and awe, probably, <laughs> uh, because it, the, the fluids physics and Discovery Live just is—it's pretty amazing the first time you see it. It looks like an animation mm-hmm. of That's what amazing. was previously done, mm-hmm. you know, with an, with a, another tool, mm-hmm. but it's actually the real thing solving on the fly.
0: And why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because it's—it isn't black magic. It is a, a fairly well-established numerical method. What's different about? Discovery Live's fluids versus, say, the Fluent Solver.
3: Yeah, the biggest difference is the numerical method that underlies Discovery Live. For the fluid physics, it's Lattice-Boltzmann numerics. Uh, It is doing large eddy simulation in the background, so it is actually resolving the fluid structures. There is a grid underneath it, it's just automatic and created for you, Um, but the the numerics are Lattice-Boltzmann, which is the biggest difference between Fluent or CFX and Discovery Live.
0: And Lattice Boltzmann's been around for a while, but it was only available if you had a lot of significant hardware. What, what change that made
3: it something that we can all have access to, literally on our laptop? The biggest change is that the Lattice Boltzmann method in Discovery Live was written to parallelize massively on a GPU, ah. particularly NVIDIA hardware. Mm-hmm. So it's massively parallel, it runs entirely on the GPU, um, and that's, that's the, biggest, <coughs> the biggest game changer.
0: That's that's significant. So so it, my laptop's got a, a pretty low end NVIDIA card, but I mean, and it runs on here. But uh, your laptop's pretty mid range NVIDIA card, right, or is it higher end?
3: Yeah, it's a mid range card. Um, so any of the NVIDIA architecture cards from twenty thirteen to now, okay, uh, should run Discovery Live. The recommended uh, minimum is uh, eight gigs of RAM okay. on the card to, to basically sufficiently look at all the types of designs or various CAD assemblies you want to bring in.
4: But it will run on four.
3: It'll run on four. It runs. Yeah. Mine's yeah. four and it runs. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, so why don't you step us through the process of, I've got a, uh, I've got a, a, a bendy pipe and I want to know what, the, what happens to the flow in my bendy pipe. What's the process
3: from sitting in CAD to figuring out what the flow looks like in that bendy pipe? Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. It's probably three, three to five steps, mm-hmm. depending on what you're trying to do. Uh, you would read in your your bendy pipe geometry Mm -hmm. into discovery uh, read in whatever format you have neutral cad doesn't matter Uh, you tell discovery i want to do fluid physics uh, internal flow and then you just tell it here's my inlet here's my outlet Mm -hmm. and you're solving and from there you can make changes as needed
0: that's the big thing is that if i change the diameter of that bendy tube or the inlet or bend the tube more it updates Right there in front of me, right. Yep, exactly. So that gets that whole "what if" thing. Instantaneous feedback.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So nineteen came out. How many days ago was it? Uh, or when, when, when it was Discovery it Live? Discovery Live it was
1: released. Live was released. Uh, early
3: February, I believe.
1: It's all a blur. I think the official
0: release was the thirteenth. Okay, so it's been out for a few days. You had a chance to look at it. What, what's new? If you play, if people had played with the. Original version that you could download and play with you know like three or four months ago What's what's new now with the released version in the fluid side?
3: Yeah, there's there's probably a longer list But I mean the top three things that stick mm-hmm. out to me the ability to put a thermal load when oh. you're doing a fluid fluid simulation okay. So you can put in a heat flux or like a temperature boundary condition and visualize the temperature uh, You can always look at the temperature in the, the tech preview mm-hmm. But you couldn't see really the effect of any boundary conditions other than the inlet Okay. So you could put a hot, you know, part or a, a heated wall or whatever it may be, and you'll see that impact the solution okay. in, immediately. So heat fluxes from the wall into the fluid. Or temperature. Or yeah, temperature. Thermal loads, basically. Okay. Great. Yep. Um, the next one would be time averaging the results. So again, as tech preview, Discovery Lives full transient. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of what you got, and you had to run it long enough to sort of see the results sort of level uh, out, okay. quasi-steady behavior. Now what you can do is you can just check on time averaging, and the feedback that you get, whether it's qualitative, quantitative, shows the time average results versus instantaneous. Uh, yeah,
0: who would have thought that transient was, a, was something you wanted to turn off? Because <laughs> it, it
3: was so hard to get to in the past, but now it's there, and we want to kind of do a quasi-static. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. And then the third one I would point out is the, uh, looking at like, vortices in the flow mm-hmm. or you know, separations. or the, That was possible before with some of the methods, but they actually put a, what's called a vortex method uh, mm-hmm. in Discovery Live, so you can see pretty quickly what, what the flow is doing, where it's separating, where it's turning, and doing those various physics. Very nice.
1: Maybe a good question would be, what is it not? So really in the webinar this morning, there were some questions on, you know, on very detailed questions on mesh control and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um,
3: what is it not? One of the things it's not is uh, a, a real, a highly detailed analysis tool. It's meant for what if type studies and directional guidance on your design. So for instance, if you're trying to answer questions about the boundary layer physics of your model, discovery may not be the best tool for the job. That might be the next step beyond. However, it can answer questions like, which direction is the flow turning and how much is it turning and what are the, the flow splits or what's the temperature effect of this or that input? What's the geometry effect of this or that input? Uh, so it's not intended to be you know, a, a highly detailed integration of say the wall forces from the fluid, however, you get a lot of good information about which direction to go with your design, and then you can answer those questions later with one of the flagship tools. So to me, a
1: differentiator is, you know, CAD systems and ANSYSync too have had tools meant to be designer level tools. However, those still used the same solver techniques as the high-end tools and really required some, some knowledge on the tools to make them effective and, and reasonably accurate, and that's really a differentiator Differentiator with Discovery Live in that it, it's a brand new solving technology, super fast, instantaneous feedback essentially. Um, but, let's talk about what do you need to know to be able to use this tool, what, what's helpful to know?
3: It's pretty short learning curve, quite honestly. It's intended to be very intuitive, easy to pick up. So what you need to know is, is how to get access to it, mm-hmm. um, which we can provide, you know, there's, there's links uh, we can send you to. Uh, the second thing you need to know is just how to read in your model and how to pick your physics. Um, from there, I mean, there, there's some basics as far as changing geometry and, and some little things to know there, but, um, but those, those sort of help docs and how to's are embedded in the tool itself also.
0: You don't have to be an expert in CFD. You just need to kind of have a gut
1: feel for what looks right because if you put your inlet in the wrong direction, you'll see the flow going the wrong way type of stuff. Exactly. Probably the thing that helps the most is to know how to use space claim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. that's a big one because it's built on the space claim environment. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to know how to use space claim to fire up this tool. Mm -hmm. You're you're learning as you're going. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, just a little bit of
0: time and uh you learn how to manipulate the... Because one of the things I like is it's so easy to change geometry in space claim. So you can you can make that you can change that throat diameter and boom, it
1: instantly tells you what's there. Discovery Live has the same space claim menus, but there's also an abbreviated mm-hmm. simple menu that oh, shows good. up right on the, the main screen. That's true. Yep. Yeah, just the basic stuff you need. Um
0: so I mean if you're a a high-end, you know, PhD, CFD person,
3: what's the value to you of this tool? The value, one, what, there could be many, but the one that comes to mind is quick feedback. Um, you don't have okay. to set up a, a table of design points or a bunch of simulations running. Mm-hmm. Even small 2D simulations of Fluent still can take, you know, order of mm-hmm. minutes or hours to run a set of them or a table of design points. Yeah. Um, the value proposition is you can run several of them interactively and quickly arrive at something close to what you could then take the next step and go do a detailed analysis. On. It's almost like doing a
0: hand calc before you go and do the the actual calculate the actual thing. That's exactly. cool. And then where I see a lot of usage is the non simulation engineer or maybe a structural engineer that needs to do some CFD. Yeah. What's
3: what's the value to them? Yeah. Uh, I mean the value again is just. Uh, you have access to the to the actual physics mm-hmm. you know you're solving the real physics in it's real time in real time
0: yeah I'm, I'm looking for a more complex answer and there really is none it's like what's the flow here there's the flow <laughs>
3: yeah. we're Stop. solving Navi-Stokes we're not solving Euler <laughs> <boiler> equations <laughs> we're solving the full thing the full it's in thing. 3D it's transient mm-hmm. it, yeah it's all there okay so, any other guys so have any questions yeah what all what other Simulation types? Can it do? Uh, for fluids, uh, it, it can do both internal, and external flows, and then uh, you know, the, the addition of the thermal piece is kind of a new newer piece. Okay. That's those are the two options right now.
1: But then it can also do structures, structural modal. and
3: modal heat
0: yeah. yeah. e- transfer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And we're going to talk about those in a future podcasts. Yeah. So when we do those webinars and the, and the other person's brains are full of Discovery Live, we'll bring them in here. Uh, anything else you want to share before we finish up with the listeners about Discovery Live?
3: It just looks really cool. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Which yeah, you can see on the podcast. Yeah, you
0: can see on the podcast, but uh, it, Clinton's yeah. got it up, so Joe's
1: looking we, at it going, this We can is all sit here and go, <laughs> ooh. Yeah. CFD, in my opinion, for Discovery Live has the biggest wow factor. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, yeah, I mean, the ability to be able to watch the, the wakes of the flow over a dump truck and watch the, the oscillations as the flow separates off the
0: back of the truck and you can watch it move
1: around. And to be able to just instantaneously change the geometry and see right. what effects that has. You know, you, right. can, you can track the, the force, you know, the, the drag essentially. Uh, that's being created, um, separation, things like that. And one thing I thought about: have you tried taking a taking an airfoil shape and just slowly increasing the angle of attack and watch the flow
0: separate off the back end? Because I that's something I've been thinking right. about. Would be great yeah. to try. Would just be, stall it. Yeah. Stall it to watch the watch as you increase the angle of attack of the <coughs> wing of an airplane and then watch the the separation start occurring and know. Okay, I found a limit of my. It,
2: it really my is a virtual
0: r- wind tunnel. Right, really is and, and that's,
1: the, right. that's so the beauty of it. We're having an open house here at BADT mm-hmm. tomorrow afternoon, yeah. and uh, I volunteered to demonstrate simulation, uh-huh. and so what else would I show but Discovery yeah. Live to people that haven't seen the simulation before. So, Because the Olympics are going on right now, right. what I plan on showing is a, a ski jumper. Perfect. Yeah. So I've got the figure, I just need to put the skis exactly. on there, which is pretty simple. So that, that's, that's a perfect example. Um, so like I said, we're gonna
0: to we're gonna talk about more about Discovery Live in the future and the other products. We, I really I guess my, my party word on this topic is if you're a, a diehard simulation person like myself, you may have a little bit of resistance to a tool like this that's, that's it's real time. It's not 100% accurate. It's, you know, it's 95% accurate. You may kind of poo-poo that. Don't. It may not be the tool. I mean you can use it as a preliminary tool to understand your problem and really kind of that hand count step. But it's also something you should look at for the rest of your company. As a simulation engineer, are there other people in the design group especially that could use a what-if tool when they're doing their parts? If there's fluid flow in your parts of any kind, you know, gas, sol- or liquids, or whatever, um, what if they could do a what-if right there in the middle of the design process instead of waiting for finding you, asking you, having you build a model? Uh, it's a pretty powerful tool that way. So do, don't just consider it for yourself. Consider it for your coworkers as well. Uh, It's pretty cool. Uh, To learn more about it, do uh, check out our website. Do you guys remember? I should look at the URL.
3: Do you you have it, Clinton? I think you do from the webinar. For the discovery landing page? Yeah. Yeah, pdtinc.com slash ansys underscore discovery underscore marketplace. Marketplace, okay. That's a landing page and talks about the different products. Maybe you should say that again. Yeah. So it's www.padtinc.com. Dot com slash ansys underscore discovery underscore marketplace
0: and it's called marketplace because you can go buy it right there you can take your your credit card and you can purchase it right there on the website uh the, this is a ver- it's a relatively inexpensive product this is not fifty thousand dollars per seat uh, i forget what the pricing is but it's it's quite low and uh you can just get it and uh, you know get, get your company credit card and, and buy it uh, if you need to buy more than a few seats, do contact us because there are discounts for, for large multiples and uh, we'd love to answer your questions about it. And, but I think the most important thing is try it. You definitely need to try it, even if you don't have the right graphics card, there's a way to try it out using a cloud-based
3: um, uh, service. So check it the fifteen days is it still a free trial? Yeah. 15 yeah, I think it's trial. a fifteen day free trial. Yeah. yeah. So even if you don't mm-hmm. have the graphics card, you, you can, can try it out and see if it uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. work. Yeah, they, know, they basically partnered with it. a cloud provider that has the graphics card on there. And uh, so you can you can check it out. It really is amazing. Do give it a try. Do let us know if you have any questions. So so that's it for Discovery Live. So what we'll do right now is take a little bit of a break and uh, play one of our commercials. We'll see I which one's next, but we'll go ahead and play a commercial, and we'll be right back.
5: Dave, you know that sending
2: simulation work outside can be very difficult. I sure do, Linda. It's so hard to find someone that knows how to conduct simulation that also understands our products and design needs enough to add value. How do you know you have the right partner? You are so right. That is why so many
5: companies turn to PADT for their engineering simulation needs. They are experts in structural, fluid flow, thermal, and electromagnetic simulation. They know how to drive design with simulation because PADT has been doing it for over 23 years and some of their staff members have been building and running models for over 30 years.
2: That's a lot of experience, but let's be honest, working with a lot of outside providers is like throwing your projects over a wall. You send it, wait, and then get a number and a bill. That isn't what most people need.
5: You hit on a key difference with PADT's team and why they have been doing this for so long. They have the technology down. But they also know from experience that constant and smart communication with customers is critical. And when they get done, instead of delivering just a number and pretty plots, they provide insight into the physics and behavior of what they are modeling. It really is
2: like having a group of experts right there on your team. That is comforting. You can get burned without that. So I know I'm being kind of a skeptic, but simulation can be expensive and budgets are tight. So I want to make sure they really are a good solution. My last question is, how on earth do they stay so up to date on so many things?
5: Yes, their capabilities are kind of overwhelming in breadth and depth, but the answer is pretty simple. Besides doing simulation as a service, they are an ANSYS elite channel partner. They have to sell to and support over a hundred customers. This gives them exposure to every ANSYS product and almost every industry and application. You really can't find that anywhere else.
2: Okay, Linda, you convinced me. If someone needs to get some simulation done, how do they get started?
5: Easy. They can email info at padtinc.com, call 1-800-293-PADT, or visit www.padtinc.com slash simulation. Someone from their engineering team will get back to them, usually within a day, to talk about what you need done. Cool. Thanks, Linda. Anytime. So what are you working on anyway?
0: OK, welcome back from our commercial break there. The the rest of the team had to actually get some real work done. So being that I'm in management, I don't have to do any real work. So I sent them back off to answer tech support questions and get ready for a training class tomorrow. So uh, I'll just finish up here. Then the, the next thing I want to do is really uh, introduce the interview I did yesterday with Paul Lethbridge from ANSYS Inc. And he, amongst other things, heads up the ANSYS Startup Program. And this is Startup Week in Phoenix, Arizona. And we all go downtown and we all do give presentations and talk about startup stuff. And we had a podcasting booth available to us to do our, any kind of podcast we wanted to. So I thought since it's a startup event and ANSYS has a great startup program, I'd go ahead and interview Paul. So please do enjoy this. It was, I actually learned a little bit even though the startup program's been around for a while. Please do enjoy, and we'll be right back after the interview. Hi there. This is Eric Biller from PADT and the All Things Ansys podcast coming to you live from Phoenix Startup Week. So when uh, the group here worked with Zcast to allow us to do our podcast, I thought, what the heck could I do for Startup Week and Ansys, this really extreme uh, high-end simulation tool? And then I remembered the Ansys Startup Program. So today, my guest is uh, Dr. Paul Lethbridge from ANSYS Inc., who, amongst many other things, is heading up the startup program for ANSYS. How are you doing, Paul?
4: I'm doing really well, Eric. Thanks very much for having me. How yeah. are things with you and at Startup Week?
0: It's good. It's crowded. I just listened to the governor give a little talk about entrepreneurship because, you know, he came from Coldstone Creamery back in the day. So that was kind of good. fun. Yeah yes so it, yeah we're we're warm here it's 55 i know it's you're in portland how's the weather there
4: weather here is a little bit on the chilly side it's mm-hmm. 32 here and we Burr. have uh some snow uh, for the last uh, all morning and okay. about another seven to eight inches on the way so it's it's going to be one of those fun weeks here
0: one of these days i'll get you to move to the desert
4: Indeed. Uh, I would in a heartbeat. Much much better astronomy there.
0: That's true, but no surfing. Um,
4: well, I don't know. It's Kelly Slater's surf park.
0: That's true. So That's I'm true.
4: Not too far. Away. Not too far. <laughs> so,
0: what we're here to talk about today besides the weather and surfing is the Ansys startup program. So, I'm going to start by just asking you a simple question. What is the
4: Ansys startup program? It's a very simple question with a, a a longish answer. Good. So it's 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 a program that we we created about uh, just over two years ago, Eric. Mm-hmm. And the program's mission is really, I mean, it's very. I mean, it's to get us get us all plugged in to mm-hmm. some really cool technology to improve the um, you know our future on the planet. But you know, more more sort of seriously, our mission is to really assist newly created startup companies that mm-hmm. have limited funding, funding is always an issue, right? Um, And minimal revenue. And what we wanna do is we wanna get into the elevator with these companies on the ground floor. We wanna give them access to our simulation uh, technology and provide them support so they can actually use it, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, help them grow into successful commercial companies and and really just get them to embrace the benefits of computer-based engineering simulation and to get them to realize how important it is to do that as early as possible in their crazy idea design cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So using simulation to drive the product development, even before they have full funding, before they usually have access to high-end tools like this.
4: Exactly, exactly. Perfect. We have several mm-hmm. examples of startups right. that have um, actually received funding as a result of performing their simulation early. Uh, one of the adds a nice level of credibility.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that when we work with the startup program is they're trying to raise money. Investors are saying, show me that this will work, that this is an idea that can be done. And building a physical prototype costs a million bucks. But a virtual prototype using ANSYS simulation is something that you can do early on without that hardware investment. So it's really powerful
4: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and it's you know you can take your risks you know an Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur an engineer can take a lot of risks in this virtual environment and if it all goes wrong and it breaks or Mm -hmm. explodes or melts or whatever um it doesn't matter you can Mm -hmm. just start the simulation again and say okay i understand what went wrong there let's try this so you can do a lot of what ifs um in this virtual environment Mm -hmm. instead of as you pointed out uh at the fairly expensive Mm -hmm. uh physical prototype stage
0: right Right. Early on. So one of the questions I get a lot is, is this a stripped down, kind of dumbed down, limited version or do they have access to what?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great question as well. It's not stripped down but in any sense of the word. Uh, the, I mean, the core of the program is the, an eligible startup once they, they gain access to our program they are given uh, access to one or more of our startup program bundles. And these, these are basically bundles of our core commercial simulation tools. So it's full on commercial grade ANSYS products, ANSYS mechanical enterprise, ANSYS CFD enterprise, and so on. It's uh, you know, ANSYS fluent, ANSYS mechanical, everything is there. There's no node or you know, problem or geometric uh, geometry limits. You know, the, there's full headroom um you know in in the products it's exactly the same uh products that our commercial um you know multi-million multi-billion dollar customers are using perfect so the there's got to be a catch is it free uh yeah that's another great question (laughs) so no it's not free Mm -hmm. there is a price it's a very low price um and we uh the, it, you know, it's, I'm not going to talk about mm-hmm. specific pricing, because it varies depending right. upon the startup situation. Um, but it's an, an enormous discount compared to com- you know, the commercial equivalent price. You know, we have, I'll just give you a sort of frame of reference, mm-hmm. and a rough, a rough idea, um, if I may. So the structures of fluids bundle, which is mechanical enterprise, uh, fluid enterprise, so forth, um, is a roughly about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of commercial mm-hmm. software, and uh, a startup can get access to that for you know, in the few thousand of dollars range if they are eligible for mm-hmm. um, you know, in the, the sort of minimum configuration of eligibility for our program, mm-hmm. which is basically they need to be less than five years old, mm-hmm. um, they need to have less than five million dollars worth of uh, revenue, sales revenue. We don't. We don't really measure their funding the more funding the better mm-hmm. um if their funding is greater than answers market cap then we may have to have <laughs> a different conversation um but um generally it's uh you know that's that's the you know, we need to be a um, uh, an actual company we don't we don't um sell or provide access to the program to individuals so you have to incorporate um, um or be in a limited liability company um and uh the I, you know, I mentioned you know the minimum configuration if they're less than a year old that's when they can come in and get a, you know, a better price um as they mature in the program you have got three years maximum in the program um so as the company grows to year two it gets a little bit more expensive year three it's a little bit more expensive again and also if their revenue grows and they start to be successful then the idea is that we don't end up uh, with the startup and the entrepreneur seeing a massive Discrepancy yeah. between the, you know, the cost of what they've been used to in the startup program and our full-on commercial products.
0: So it's really helping them get this technology, make it part of their process. So as they grow, they can also grow with the Ansys toolset as they have more needs.
4: Absolutely, mm-hmm. and the the toolset is quite a large bundle of technology. Mm-hmm. There's enough simulation technology there to really keep. Uh, couple of engineers busy for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most startups will just really be scratching the surface of the tools. Mm -hmm. And what you said, Eric, is quite right. The the intent there is that there's enough room for growth. And what we don't want to do is sort of go back and say, okay, uh, you know, the the startups like, okay, we've grown a little bit, we need access to this now. And Mm -hmm. they come back to us and we're like, okay, we need to give you a new license file and so forth. Um, The idea is that we give them everything they need from day one. And there's enough room for that expansion built in. Good.
0: And are there any other gives from them? Do they have to help us out with anything, or what? What else do they have? Yeah,
4: to yeah. So we look for the um, their firstborn. No, I, I'm joking. <laughs> I guess. but um, if they're intelligent, no, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, we have marketing commitments that we look for, and it's really uh, it, it's really a mutually beneficial part of the program. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we have you know, Ansys, a large company well-known in the industry. We have a lot of marketing clout, a lot of brand name recognition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what we look for is um, we'd like the startup to uh, you know, mention us um, uh, on their website, in okay. their social media activity, um, you know, put our logo on their website as a, you know, as a, as a, you know, a partner or a sponsor, mm-hmm. if you like, of what they're doing and have that link back to our startup program page to help us further promote our program. Um, But we also have done and are interested in things like uh, testimonials, Mm -hmm. joint press releases, things like that as well. And they're sort of things that can be leveraged to a greater extent, like both companies, Mm -hmm. uh, adds credibility to the startup to be associated with Ansys. So quite a few startups recognize them. They're like, Oh, this is awesome opportunity.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's part, part of the program. Yeah, when, as an angel investor, when companies present partnerships with firms like Ansys, I know that we give them a lot more credibility. And a, just these guys are serious, this is not right. a garage thing, this is they're doing real work. And if they actually can show a simulation of their product, wow, that would I would love to see that in a lot of the companies that pitch to us, <laughs> so. right? It
4: just you know, it just adds, as you say, that mm-hmm. level of credibility. I mean, mm-hmm. these days. Um, you know, maybe 30 years ago, simulation wasn't as mature, but today, um, you know, the numerical results um, mm-hmm. are very high fidelity, very accurate, and uh, I mean, sure, there's a lot of garbage in, garbage out, yeah. if, you, if you're using the product, and you, and you put some crazy material properties in there, or wrong geometry, whatever, um, you're going to get some crazy answers out, but if you've got, you know, you, you sort of keep it real, <laughs> um, and have realistic uh, boundary conditions, material properties, and so forth, you get Pretty good answers out that can, you know, very accurately define how that product will behave in the real world. Mm-hmm. And as I say, that just just it just adds that it's, it's, it's the proof is in the pudding. I and mean, and in, in, and if it's in, in many of those in the physics area we cover, um, particularly the structural mechanics um, and then also the fluids area, um, the the results of the simulation, you know, proven time and time again. Right. It just you know, they, they match. Mm -hmm. very accurately the actual real world results so it's like it it almost uh you know you can do the startup can do their prototyping um in the virtual world and they can cut short that time right the the amount Mm -hmm. of time and money they spend the physical prototype can be addressed in the in the virtual world more money
0: more money for marketing and less for uh building prototypes um, exactly. you, you bring up a really good point about maybe learning this tool. Is how's training, how's support work if you're part of the startup program?
4: Yeah, so training and support works exactly the same way as if they were a commercial customer, okay. full-on commercial customer. So the startup would get uh, access to the Ansys customer portal, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that contains. You know, more mundane things like you know the actual product download uh, mm-hmm. and installation media it also contains a lot of a yeah, huge knowledge base um mm-hmm. and uh you also get the they also get access to the, the documentation which our mm-hmm. release 19 came out recently is now fully online right so there's an online doc help mm-hmm. which has a very nice uh, um, solution which also has tutorials and so forth built in okay um And uh, in many cases, what we do is we package access to our learning hub as well even to the deal per, again, we do that case by case, but Mm -hmm. the learning hub is much more advanced, from basic to more advanced Mm -hmm. actual training.
0: Good. And if you purchase from PADT, you also get access to our technical support. So we love helping startups and see them grow. So we've added a few, which... Kind of leads me to my next question. What's your favorite startup that's been part of the program and can you, that you can talk about and what
4: do you like about
0: what they did with the tool?
4: Brilliant. I have so many favorite startups. I <laughs> this week's. I mean, really, every, every one that is in the program is doing something you know, potentially game-changing or world-changing, nice. just, just fascinating. Um, I've got three, Eric, Though I don't know if we have time to go through. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I've got three of them. Um, And uh, the first one is a company called uh, Heirloom Energy Hmm. and uh, a US-based company. um, They are basically evolving uh, a a very uh, simple, flexible, innovative design uh, applied to uh, basically Capturing wind energy, okay. and um, it's a it's a it's a new take on a horizontal axis wind turbine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually a very small, much very small sort of turbine. You always think of it like a an aeroplane with a very large propeller that moves okay. around a track. Um, and it's it's very very cost effective, and it has a very low um, sort of mass and footprint when it's deployed. So it's it, it results in a. a a dramatic, you know, reduction in the manufacturing cost, transportation, maintenance, you know, the actual footprint, the land costs, you know, we're all getting used to, right, Eric, these mm-hmm. wind turbines as That's a really cool I'm sort getting of Getting close battle. to LA,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, and
4: it's like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> well, this is going to, if this really takes off, it's mm-hmm. going to eliminate that, if some people love it, it's, uh, it's going to eliminate that sort of... Uh, uh, um, horizon of a big windmill in the background, <laughs> it's going to bring it closer down. Um, so they've been using simulation uh, that they, on, the, on the fluid side to model the fluid flow, the airflow and to optimize the turbine um, blade. but they also um, are using the simulation for the conversion of the, you know, the rotational energy into electrical energy, so they're actually using it in the generating the electric Excellent. motor and component parts and the gearing. Um, and they're actually getting to the point now. They've been in the program for two years now. And this is the company that actually received uh, some government funding from the NSF mm-hmm. um, before they actually built a physical prototype. So they actually did the simulation, proved the viability, and then went and uh, applied for funding and got it largely as a result of the simulation, Excellent. which is fantastic. Um, but they're getting to the point now because they have, you can see, you've got an electric motor, you've got a you know, wind turbine fluid flow, you've got um, you know, a, a, a sort of dye line structure supporting this, you've got a system that's building up. They're actually getting to the point where they're thinking about doing what's called a digital twin, oh, cool. um, which is uh, basically creating a virtual uh, a duplicate of your physical device, and that virtual um, twin, if you like, the digital twin, can predict behavior, monitor wear and tear um, of the of the real device when it's deployed. which is fantastic, and this is something that some more of our much more advanced, larger companies are using. Right, um, people developing much much more complex uh, systems, uh, aircraft, mm-hmm. spacecraft, and so on. So it's fantastic to see a startup you know, start to get into that digital twin area. Um, Robert Lumley is the founder of that company, and uh, just a little quote from him. He says. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only has Answers software helped answer key product development questions, but it's given me um, uh, the credibility to win funding. And uh, yeah, the quote goes on, but that's the key part Perfect. of the quote. It's just fantastic.
0: That um, is a great example. Uh, yeah. and they've been doing it for about two years.
4: Uh, yeah, just about two years, I believe,
0: now. <coughs> so, it, excuse and, me. Uh, it shows the power of multi-physics with Ansys, in them, and that they didn't have to go out and get three different vendors to sign up as sponsors. It's it's one arrangement, and they they have everything they need.
4: Absolutely, it's yeah. it's a one-stop shop for simulation. Mm-hmm. Whatever physics you can throw at it, we can basically handle it. Sweet. Okay, next one is yeah. uh, really going to be world changer and it's uh you know there's risk associated with it but mm-hmm. i i love it and there's a company in canada called general fusion
0: oh i like the title and <laughs>
4: it's just it's fusion mm-hmm. um as you'll know there's a lot of stigma associated with anything nuclear fission mm-hmm. and fusion a lot of that stigma is associated with fission fission mm-hmm. is dirty dirty got material waste radioactive waste uh you know a, a lot of nastiness in that regard and there's you know it's been a lot in the press right a lot in the news and um about it in the last 10 years there's been numerous uh, issues fusion is clean mm-hmm. you can fuse water together basically um and uh so i love general fusion because you know i think they're i'm gonna get this wrong but uh, i'll just uh so don't quote me on this but mm-hmm. it's basically you know free energy for everyone everywhere that's their that's their motto. I mean, if we get this, you know, I mean, there's a number of players in the fusion. That's a race to mm-hmm. can actually, yes. you know, uh, make it, but, um, you know, they, 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 they want to develop, you know, economically viable fusion energy. They're a really small player in the, in the bigger picture. There's governments funding mm-hmm. with, with billions of dollars, get funding going into these huge experiments. General fusion is uh, probably one of our largest startups in terms of funding, but um, it's tiny compared to who they're competing with. Um, you know, sort of like CERN, for example. Um, But, um, yeah, so their their technology is very interesting. It's, uh, we can really geek out on this, but it's basically magnetized target fusion, and what Mm. they're doing is they're basically using, um, they've got a liquid uh, lead lithium um, uh, medium, which is in a sphere, and uh, what they use is these massive pistons to rapidly uh, collapse that liquid sphere um, vortex, it's spinning in the vortex down to compress uh, the target pellet, which is the usual key in fusion. You've got to compress right. the fuel down so that the atoms merge and they actually start to fuse, right? Um, so uh, there's tons of areas where they've used uh, ANSYS simulation. Um, they, uh, the main reason, of, one of the areas that they've told us about, obviously, there's a lot of um, things they can we can't talk about, mm-hmm. but uh, is uh, you during the experimental phase of the project, designing the piston. Um, there's, there's, if you look at their website, it looks like a sort of uh, a very large device with lots of uh, protrusions sticking out. Right, each right. one of those protrusions is a piston. Um, so when you looked at one of those pistons, and they had to, to get that right. So they've used, you know, they've done a number of what-if scenarios on the piston and uh, been very very happy with it general fusion, a, a little quote from them. Um, it's uh, this sort of repeat a little bit mm-hmm. of what I said, but your know, Ansys codes enable general fusion to simulate the dynamic loading of the structure uh, from pressure generated by 14 large high speed pistons. Mm-hmm. So a sort of fluid structure interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so a nice mix of some fairly esoteric fluid dynamics. Yes, with, and thermal uh, with structural so a nice coupled physics solution there. Um, so I really hope. I mean, these guys have secured a lot of funding. They are mm-hmm. making significant progress, um, and uh, I'm really, I'm really hoping that they succeed because this is going to be a really good future for humankind if they pull this off.
0: This this is a holy grail, and it, I mean, the, you need billions. If you didn't have a tool like Ansys, there's no way you could even test your ideas without simulation, uh, or billions of dollars. So it's a great example.
4: Brilliant. All right, the last one, one is a yeah. little bit more um, fun mm-hmm. um, in terms of it's uh, you know, we, we do have a lot of startups that, work, that uh, are developing products for use in the retail market, mm-hmm. particularly the recreation market. You know, we see a lot of drones. Uh, mm-hmm. We see a lot of personal transportation devices. Um, and uh, this, uh, this next company is, is called one, one Wheel. And um, it's a California, San, San Francisco Bay Area company. Um, and you may, I'm not sure if you've seen this yourself, Eric, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's basically, uh, you can think of it like a, a large sort of skateboard with a, instead of having four wheels. And, you know,
0: it's got the one wheel.
4: truck. It's one wheel, mm-hmm. hence mm-hmm. the company name, yes. <laughs> in the middle of the board. Um, it's about an 8 to 10 inch diameter wheel. And uh, the experience is much like a snowboard or surfing because oh, cool. uh, i love surfing mm-hmm. it's yeah, sort of an on land equivalent to that mm-hmm. because of that i would say that it has a rather steep learning curve okay uh compared to you know a skateboard for example mm-hmm. um, but um it's very very cool uh so it's you know they' i mean their take is it's it's it's, it's can be it's really initially designed for moving around in an urban environment but mm-hmm. they but they sort of blended in the thrill of uh, being able to go off-road, you know, you know, off of the pavement, on grass, dirt, or sand. So it's a sort of mixed terrain um, uh, device. Um, so it's motor—it's electric powered, right, mm-hmm. motorized skateboard. It's got a uh, uh, two horsepower motor that's built wow. inside that wheel. Mm-hmm. And um, basically with, with one wheel, their initial development, they were burning through a lot of their funding because they were developing and, and building or right. testing, you know. Physical prototypes, um, and what they've done is they've basically embraced simulation, um, and uh, you know, as a whole, and using that to refine and improve the product. So it's again, they're using it to understand the electric motor, the torque, the energy consumption, the battery you know the thermal aspect of um, transferring the energy, the chemical energy to the uh, electrical energy, um, and also the structural aspect. You know, is it strong enough? You know. Um, uh, if you're going to take some jumps off with it and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how is it going to mm-hmm. perform? Um, and Kyle Dorkson is the founder, and he uh, gave us this real nice quote. He said, we estimate that it costs about $10,000 to design and build and test a physical prototype, one okay. physical prototype. Uh, now that we have a- access to ANSYS software, we can better predict performance in the real world, which means we're building far fewer prototypes. Um, and in addition, we can, you know, we can work a lot faster. So if you've been tracking this company, then mm-hmm. they, I think it was uh, maybe Q3, Q4, 2017, they came out with their Mark II uh, of the one we bought. And um, that, that was that's the version that, that basically has benefited from simulation. Prior to that, they were in that more expensive build physical prototype, right. understand. So yeah, so another, a real, another real nice example and, and another um,
0: multi physics, right? Because they're doing the motor and the structural, yep. and yeah, perfect.
4: Yep, exactly. Yeah, I would say if I look at the program as a whole, the majority of um, the startups are really, you know, just. I mean, there's a combination of areas: energy, there's recreation, there's uh, retail devices, you know, wearables, biomedical, um, aerospace, space. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just very, very diverse. But Great. pretty much all of them. And making use of more than just you know single physics, there, yeah. there's very few that are just focusing on the structural or the thermal. Many of them are looking at the the interaction you know, between the two, which is really important because in the real world, Eric, right, yeah. you're not you know it's not just one physics, right? Right, it's <laughs> it, you've got you've got multiple um, um, things going on simultaneously. You need to you need to be able to capture that. Very cool. Well, one of the
0: things I always talk about with startups is. We're so focused on fundraising and marketing and sales and the whole startup magic that we forget we're designing products, uh, especially physical products. And this is such an powerful tool to empower innovation. And you've given three great examples of companies that have gotten to market faster, improved their products, and been able to get credibility by being part of this startup program. And, and there's tons more. We've got about, I think, four or five customers that uh, we'll try and get on in the future and get their stories, uh, the people we've worked with in the startup world, electric vehicles, performance add-ons for your Subaru, uh, some space stuff. It's all over the place, medical devices. So we'll try and get them on as an interview in the future. But uh, I got to wrap up because the food trucks outside are cooking, and I'm really hungry, and it, the, the, the fumes are coming into the room here. But uh, was well, there one more thing you want to add that anybody listening in a startup or who's thinking about a startup or knows somebody that's going to do a startup that you'd like them to know?
4: I think I would say that, uh, you know, they just need to realize that their funding is finite and yeah. just don't, don't, please don't waste it on your physical prototype stage, mm-hmm. spend yes. more time up front thinking about it. And, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm biased here, Eric, right, mm-hmm. but I, uh, yeah. you know, simulation allows you to take more risks, spend more time with simulation before moving on to your physical prototypes. And if you're in that mindset, give, give answers or give PADT mm-hmm. a call.
0: Yeah. And in fact, you led into the next thing I wanted to say, which is if you go to www.pattinc.com slash ansys-startup, you will find our little landing page that uh, talks about the program and allows you to con- connect with us and and get some information. Our salespeople will work with you um, to understand what you can and can't afford, come up with a good program for you, which are the tools and move forward uh, to get you going and stop building and busting and start working in the virtual world and get innovation done faster. So Paul, I really wanna thank you. Uh, We have to get together again uh, in a non-virtual way and uh, uh, I hope things go well for you this week and enjoy that snow.
4: Brilliant. Eric, thanks very much. It's been a pleasure. You take thank care you. and go and get some food.
0: I will. Thanks much. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. It was a great talk. It was great using a much more professional uh, microphone and it was a great environment and I, I'm going to you know, check out that Zcast software as well to see if I can get a better quality for you that listen to the podcast. So I want to thank Paul and I hope to have him on again. And as I said at the introduction, we hope to have other folks, from ANSYS and other companies, and maybe even some customers join us in future podcasts to get a bigger point of view on all things ANSYS. And that brings us to events that are coming. We have two more webinars coming up, the next one is on the 14th of next month, which is March 14th. It's Discovery Live for all engineers. We're going to talk about transient thermal conduction, and then we're going to finish up on the 28th of March and talk about static structural and modal analysis. So that's all we have event wise, Um, not not too much scheduled right now. We'll let you know when we add more things. So now I wanna talk about news. Um, And the important thing to talk about news is right before we started the podcast, ANSYS ANSYS released, the the market closed, and ANSYS released their financial earnings for the year and the fourth quarter. Right before that, they peaked at $169 per share. We'll see what they do tomorrow. I will not make no predictions as we constantly point out these are just observations that we're making here. We don't know anything about stocks. Um, but I'll, I'll go through some highlights as I, as I look at the press release. They're the basically their fourth quarter earnings. They did uh, around $300 million in revenue. And that's about uh, um, profit margins are looking really, really strong and about 103, $103 million in cash flow for the quarter. And then for the year, which is more important, finally, ANSYS and everybody clap <laughs> ANSYS hit a revenue of over a billion dollars so depending on which accounting method you use it's uh, 1 billion 95 million or 1 billion or yeah yeah 1 billion or 98 million <laughs> um, it's a lot of money and they did really really well and uh, we're really great to be part of it's a, it's a major threshold it's just a number right but it's been a while that they've been on this journey to get to a billion dollars in revenue, and we congratulate everybody, admins, IT folks, especially the developers, the sales team that's out there working, the the tech support people. Ansys is a huge organization with a lot of really smart, talented people, and they're all pulling in the same direction to get to this goal. So hats off to all of them, and we're were glad we could play a small part in that to getting to a billion dollars. When we started, when I started using Ansys, It was a company that much smaller than PADT is today. Um, And even when we became a reseller, it was not that big of an organization. Uh, A couple hundred million dollars in revenue, if I believe correctly. And uh, now they're over a billion. So congratulations to them for making that milestone. Um, So the only other thing I I always like to look at is what uh, some of the, so the other numbers are, the, if I scroll down to the balance sheets, let me see here, Um, there's revenues, revenues, revenues. Da, 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 da. apologize for not being prepared for this. Okay, so if I look at the balance sheet, um, they have $881 million in cash and a nice big accounts receivable of $124 million. So the company is financially very strong. Um, and uh, that's, that's about where they were cash-wise last year. So they're not just holding on to the money, they're spending it uh, acquisition, hiring more people to work for them, more developers especially. We've seen and all sorts of other stuff that they're doing in order to grow the company, and so so they they definitely don't have a huge amount of debt or anything like that. They're a very strong financially uh, company, so we're very excited about that. And uh, it's been a great year. And congratulations to everybody. I'm um, glad we can we finally saw the numbers. We we of course knew nothing. They're very tight lipped, so we didn't know if they'd make that billion dollars, and they did with a little bit to spare. So very exciting. And congratulations again to everybody that took part in that especially our team here who who played our small role. So we'll see what the stock does, like I said, uh, uh, tomorrow. The other thing to, to note is right before they, they released that, they announced that Ansys and GE renewed their partnership. It's a multi-year deal. Of course, there's no details. We don't know how much and how long, but uh, it's good to know that GE is, if not their largest customer, they're, it's one of their largest, one of their top five customers. And of course, GE is a very important company and going through a transition uh, on its own right now, uh, kind of reinventing what is GE and deciding that Ansys is the partner to take them there. So the fact that uh, that's still ongoing and they still see Ansys as critical, if you read the press release, you'll see that they still see it critical to their success. Uh, that's a big endorsement for everybody. So we were happy to see that. Um, it's a—it's an important customer. So uh another partner to announce is richard childress racing now i'm not a nascar guy i haven't followed racing in a long time but richard childress racing is a very important part of racing here in the united states and uh, they've decided that ansys is their partner for simulation and we hope to see some really incredible things coming out of the years we were we were fortunate enough to hear somebody from richard childress talk at the ansys sales kickoff and i don't know what he talked about was confidential and what wasn't so we can't go into it but um, look for some great stories and some great examples of using ANSYS to really push the envelope. Um, and if you follow racing, you know, it's not just about the top speed, it's about reliability. And, th- and that's a huge part portion of what they do with simulation is not just making sure that the, the design is optimized for speed and handling, but also that it'll last all those laps. So very excited about that. Other news, Discovery Live is of course officially out. We talked about that. Uh, We're up and running in our Austin office. Uh, In fact, we're out visiting customers tomorrow. So if you're an Austin customer and we get to see you, welcome. Please, Uh, I'm glad you're listening to the podcast. Let them know when they come and visit you. So we're very excited about that. And um, it's the start of a lot of growth here at PADT. So in the coming weeks and months, we'll be talking about some more new sales folks in other territories. And uh, we'll also be adding some support engineers and other people to help you guys be more successful and have, help more of you be successful with the ANSYS products through PADT. Uh, not a lot of uh, blog posts of note since our last podcast. There were two in the ANSYS blog that I'd like to point out. Uh, one is the is is second part of their series on PCB thermal mechanical simulation. And it, like the first half, it was, it was really good. So do take a look at that. And then uh, one of the things that we're really excited about and we hope to talk about in a future podcast are some of the electric design tools, motor design tools, that are built into ANSYS Maxwell now, and to the desktop that one interacts with doing low frequency electromagnetics. And uh, one of those that's got a really good blog article is their uh, ability to do efficiency maps automatically now in the tool, so before you had to kind of make them on your own. So this is one of those things where we're taking, going from a general multi-purpose tool that does everything, and adding some user interface things on top to make it more useful and more efficient to users so look look for more of that on the Maxwell side Um, you know people use a lot of less capable electromagnetic design tools for motors and solenoids because they have these efficiency tools that make it really easy to make calculations done and uh, uh, those are getting put into Maxwell so we're really excited about that and do check that out and that's pretty much it Um, like I said everybody else had to go do real work so we won't do our normal goodbyes where we go around the table and people say funny things. So you're stuck with me um, saying something unfunny. Uh, do appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. Please do spread the word. Um, it's uh, really a lot of fun for us and we're very excited when we run into folks who mentioned the podcast. And in fact, uh, one of the things that's going on with some of the listeners is we're trying to get a group together to talk about how can artificial intelligence be used in simulation? and I've seen some really cool ideas. So I hope to get that scheduled in a couple of weeks, uh, maybe maybe four, maybe six weeks. We'll see uh, where we can have that discussion and, and really dig deep into that. So think of ideas like that. Please do share this with other people. Um, we, we do like doing it. And uh, For my word of wisdom, since only anyone still here, like I said, my name's Eric Miller, and my word of wisdom is, I did a talk yesterday uh, at Startup Week called, if you're not afraid, you're not doing it right. And it was really for startups, right? If you're in a startup and you're laying on the couch and you're comfortable, you're gonna fail because startups are really hard and you have to push really, really hard in a startup. And uh, I think that's true of a lot of things in life. I I don't think you should be afraid when you're building a a simulation model. You should be really confident and comfortable with your simulation models, but maybe in your skill set, maybe you're comfortable in what you know about the ANSYS tools and maybe it's time to take a look at a new tool. Maybe it's time to learn something you didn't know before. Explore new horizons. Maybe check out Discovery Live and think about how it can help your organization. Uh, maybe learn a different physics. Maybe learn multi-physics. You've always wanted to do acoustics. You've always dreamt about designing your own speakers. Um, learn it, it's in there. There's so much capability in front of you. So you know, maybe push yourself to where you're a little uncomfortable. Maybe you're a little afraid of, that you're, you're doing something you're not comfortable and familiar with. So push out there into that. So thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed both sections today as well as the news. And we'll see you hopefully in two weeks if everything goes to plan. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us for our 14th episode of the All Things Answers podcast. The use of professional podcasting equipment was a bit of an eye-opener, so we'll investigate that more in the future. Also, we forgot to mention, if you would like to watch Clinton's webinar on ANSYS Discovery Live, you can do so at www.brighttalk.com and search for Discovery Live Clinton Smith. This is where we do all of our webinars, so you can find other webinars there as well, as well as future webinars on Discovery Live and other topics. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at See you next time.